you know, in my uh, previous uh, parish, uh, I was pastor, but I was also at that time out in Rockford, uh, vicar for clergy, and that's a, a job where you help bishop uh, do like kind of pers priest personnel work, You're like the PR director for the diocese for all the priests, and so a lot of things go on, assignments and troubleshooting. But oftentimes you would uh, also find yourself, uh, and this is the job that Monsignor Knox has now, right? so he's doing that job, we switched. And you, you would uh, encounter occasionally a priest that sort of like was going through a dry spell, uh, a rough patch where he just kind of lost his enthusiasm for the project. And one of the things you would do is try to help him find it, find that enthusiasm, that joy again for the work that he was called to do, right? The pearl of great price, this is what we're all looking for. And you know, you look at guys like right now, you look at uh, you know, Father, Father Jack, he's all happy and enthusiastic, he's brand new, he's just out of the gates, he's got all this energy and enthusiasm. And you know, even Father Glater, even a year into it, he's still like totally on fire and totally happy and, and just a, you know, boundless energy. And then you say, well, are, are they going to be like that always? Are they going to be that enthusiastic, that joyful, that just filled with uh, that zeal for uh, enthusiasm for the project? And, you know, you, you, you hope so. You pray for them. And here I am 26 years into it. And I still you know, have uh, great enthusiasm and joy. You know, I'm really still trying to do whatever the Lord wants me to do. And I'm happy. I love doing this. Huh? But then in between, like the day I go to ordain, when I was like Father Jack, and just like, woo, until uh, now, did I ever have any bad days? Brothers and sisters, come on. You, you know that's true, that I have had bad days. I've had, we all do. It's like when you, when you got married that day, and you're, you're just like all in love, and woo, this is great. <laughs> Has it been that way every day? Since the day you got married? No, that's not how it works. But you try to maintain that joy and that enthusiasm, uh, but, it's, but it comes in uh, a very sacrificial way. The only way you're gonna maintain that joy and enthusiasm for the project is to die, is to basically embrace the cross and, and say, okay, this is what Jesus has called me to, and that means if I'm gonna do this, it's what he wants, not what I want, so I, I have to, I have to do that every day. And then we realize it's kind of counterintuitive that the way we maintain our joy and enthusiasm for the vocation, the project that the Lord has called us to embrace, is not by embracing what we want, but to embrace what He wants, to embrace Him. You know, I got a crucifix over my bed, and I always encourage everybody to have a crucifix over their bed so that when you get up in the morning, your heroic minute, you reach up and you touch the cross, and you say, Today it's for him. it's for you today. Every day it's for you. you. Touch the cross for Jesus, not for me. This is where you know I reflect back on the, the, the guys I tried to help. Is is is, a, is the vicar? It's like how did you lose your joy and enthusiasm? Because you stopped doing it for Jesus. You start doing it for yourself. How did you lose your your joy and enthusiasm for your vocation? You started stopped doing it for Jesus. You started doing it for yourself. That's the pearl pearl of great price is always keeping your eyes fixed on the pearl of great price, which is the way, the truth, the light. It's, it's the Lord. You know, my, you know, my mom and dad, they've been married for 65 years. If they had a, like a, a 
perfect marriage? No. Did they fight? Yes, they still do. You know, now we think it's kind of cute the way they bicker, but it's, you know, I remember growing up, there were days, it's like, holy smokes, you guys need to relax. Uh, and I asked, I asked my dad, how do, you, how do you stay married for so long? He goes, you marry somebody you like and you keep your mouth shut. All right, so <laughs> that's how it is. So in a, in a sense, with, like, if you look at what, you know, this conversation that God has with Solomon, this excellent king for a while until he lost track of his mission and he fell into great sin and he lost it because he forgot what he was doing it for not for himself but for God and all he asked was for an understanding heart so he would know what was right what is, what is Jesus but the way, the truth, the life it is to live a righteous life based on the way, the truth, the life to know right from wrong to do the good and to subordinate all the good of your life what is the good of your life it's your money it's your sexuality it's your fertility it's your property it's your economy these are the goods they're all you know money's not a bad thing it's great i love money it's a good thing if it's used wisely and how do you do that you subordinate it to the best you support the subordinate the good to the best. The good is what we've been given. The best is Christ, the pearl. Keep your eyes fixed on it. When you lose it, you got to find it. And how do you lose it? You begin to subordinate the best to the good. See how it works? We, we live in a very secular age, right? A secular culture. It teaches us to seek the good as the best. You know, Bob Dylan said, I climbed and I, I climbed and I got to the top only to find I was at the bottom. Or Joseph Campbell, uh, author, he said, you know, we, we climb ladders all our life and we get to the top and we realize it was leaning against the wrong wall. Huh? The, you know, the, the, our founders, you know, we, our founders are so much uh, uh, you know, you know, uh, defamed these days, and uh, you know. But when they were uh, in the Continental Congress in Philadelphia, uh, working on the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, and and the question before the people of those days was: Are we are we going to end up with a monarchy or, or a republic? It was not a given. And so they, in the Continental Congress in that summer, that hot summer in Philadelphia in 1776, they, they hashed it out. And people were waiting, uh, like, what are, we gonna, what are they going to give us? And they came out after finally figuring it all out and getting it together, and they walk out, and there's the people waiting, and, you know, what do, you, what do we get? Do we get a monarchy or do we have a republic? And, and the, the founder said to them, it's a republic. See if you can keep it. See if you can hold on to it. And their, and their exhortation to the people at that moment was, and the only way you're going to hold on to it is if you're moral, if you know right from wrong, if you seek the good, and you subordinate the good to the best. Even they and their you know, derivations on Christianity, some of them were, you know, whatever they were, uh, but they were essentially Christian. They knew it was all about, you've got to have the Lord. 
And that's when we lose enthusiasm for the project. That's when we get off track. That's when we lose our joy. We, we forget that what we have is it, there to, to serve the way, the truth, the life, to live that life in our life, to subordinate all the good things in our life to Him. So I live my money, my fertility, my sexuality, my economy, my property through the lens of Christ, the heroic minute. Lord, this day is for you. That's what we're about. So, when you're wondering, how am I doing? When you're wondering, am I living the life that the Lord has called me to live? Uh, that's, that's, that's the means by which we stay on track. And that's how, when we get off track, we get back on it. Is it all for Him? Amen? All right, let's stand and pray.